You're tuning into the Active Mom Podcast with physical therapist, Dr. Carrie Pagliano, a real mom's guide to all things postpartum return to workouts after baby. If you're a postpartum mom, coach, trainer, or physical therapist looking for answers on how to get back to running, CrossFit, yoga, Pilates, HIIT, you name it without the fear of pelvic floor issues or doing something wrong, this is the podcast for you. Let's start the show. All right, so we are going full circle here. Um, I am so excited to have Allie Ferris come on. And Allie was one of my very, 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 I think you probably were the first of my lifting clients ever in my career. And bless her heart, she tolerated me and taught me so much. And um, I, I wanted to bring Allie. Allie's come full circle now because she's having a baby. And I'm so excited um, to have Allie come on. And we were kind of chatting before this. And then I was like, let's get this stuff on here. Because um, when, when Allie and I first started working together, I didn't know much. I wasn't lifting. I wasn't doing anything. And then in walks this woman who says, I need help. And um, by the way, my one rep max is like, what was it like 3.30 or something? Probably <laughs> somewhere that. around there. At yeah. The time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and when you work in hospital based and somebody's like, yeah, I was like, how do you reproduce that? So um, <laughs> I'm so glad that you like, you, you tolerated me and thank you so much for, for hopping on and like, let's, let's, con let's flash back a little bit and then let's flash forward. Yeah. Um, so, so let's actually just start with like, you were, you're a badass lifter. First of all, can we just start with that? Like, oh, <laughs> tell me you. a little bit about like, kind of where you were in that time and space and like you, you were lifting and trying to figure out what the heck is, is going on. So I'm actually going to pull this question off for a second and be like, just mm -hmm. tell me where you were kind of when we met. Yeah. So I think it was, was it like 2016, 2015, somewhere in there? 15 sounds right. Cause I started CrossFit in 16. Okay. So probably it was like 15, 16. That sounds right. Yeah. Okay, somewhere in there. So mm -hmm. at the time you were um, working at Georgetown, right? Yeah. The at the hospital. Yep. And I was working actually in Georgetown's library. That's right. So, I forgot about that. So yeah. I saw, I was like, oh, there's a public floor physical therapist on campus, five minutes from my office. I'm just going to pop over there. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Super convenient. But yeah. Um, so I was uh, competing in powerlifting at the time. It was a big part of my life. And I, you know, competed at nationals, you know, not winning nationals, but, you know, I would go every year and, um, you know, big deal, was, by the way, big deal. <laughs> thank you. It was a little, you know, big part of my life, um, very involved at the time in um, the powerlifting organization and all of that. So um, I had found in maybe the year or two before that, um, probably around the time when I first deadlifted about 275, um, I would pee myself a little bit. And I was like, well, it's my max. It happens to people sometimes. Yeah. You know, um, but then as I got stronger and I got to the point where 275 was like a regular training weight. Yeah. I was still peeing myself every time I lifted more than 275, which essentially meant every time I deadlifted, which was like twice a week. Right. And that's not fun for anybody. It's not fun for me. That's no. not fun for the people I'm training with. No, not <laughs> um, so much. Came a running joke. But I was like, all right. And so actually at nationals that year, um, I hit a deadlift PR and, 
it was just all over the platform, yeah. like visible. I think you should you know. you show me the video from that too. Like you had so many videos and stuff that we watched and I was like, Oh yeah. Oh. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so I said, you know what, I'm going to see what can be done about this. Right. I want to, you know, I heard a little bit about pelvic floor physical therapy, you know, probably in just articles and blogs and Instagram yeah. and things like that. Um, and I said, okay, I'm going to find someone local. And I ended up finding Carrie and she, you know, you're so like, oh, thank you for tolerating me. Like you were such a great help <laughs> and you were fantastic. So. I had no idea what <laughs> I, I like, I'm just going to, Full disclosure, I mean, I, I had, I remember when you came in and yeah. I had started having conversations with other therapists who have now become great friends and colleagues like mm -hmm. Anthony Lowe in Australia. Uh, I was like, hey, so I got this girl and she lifts a lot and I've got a bunch of videos and what what do we do? And I remember <laughs> just like trying to throw groupthink at it. Yeah. Um, and because and again, I think that was probably one of the things that made it easy to start was because your coach was out of town, you had a ton of videos. Mm -hmm. um, and I think from what a lot of what I was taught at that time, and there was this kind of love hate relationship between like, whether you knew it or not between PT and like CrossFit and lifting and things like mm -hmm. that from a pelvic floor perspective, right. like, you know, belts may not be this great thing or, you know, Valsalva and all of that. And, and I wasn't lifting at the time and really trying to kind of unpack that and study it. And we'd just been talking. You're like, I, I asked you, what, what did I, what did I ask you about? Oh yeah. You know, you yeah. said that the Valsalva maneuver and a belt like could be causing that. And I, I was pretty frank that, um, you know, okay, well, if that's going to be your solution. I'm probably just going to leave and go keep peeing myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a part of the sport and it's yeah. important. And I think as a lifter and especially as a woman involved in lifting, because I've been lift, lifting and competing in powerlifting since maybe 2011, 2012. Yeah. So it was like even less common for women back then. Yeah. Um, you know, blew up so much more in that time frame. Um, sure. You're very used to when it comes to medical professionals, no one knowing what the heck you're talking exactly. about, right? Exactly. So you get used to, you know, you say you lift and they're like, oh yeah, like you do some, some curls. No. Like, no, 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 no. So you need to be very clear about what it is that you're doing. Right. Um, so I, I, I think at that point I was pretty used to, you know, having to be upfront about that. Yep. And so I really appreciated how receptive you were, right? Because it might not have been something you were familiar with. And to you, the solution may have been, you know, stop breath holding, stop wearing a belt. But when I said, you know, that's not negotiable for me because it's part of my sport and it's important yeah. to me, you were like, okay. Yeah. Work no, I, I remember it. asking you that. Yeah. And I was, I was like, so how willing are you to change this stuff? And you're like, I'm not. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> completely unwilling right like, and you know, now i'm gonna come up with something else <laughs> yeah. we'll jump ahead to pregnancy too much but that's one of the things where it's like wearing your priorities are different yeah what you do is different at the time my priority was competitive powerlifting yeah right now there's different strategies yeah different priorities but then yeah. well exactly and I, th I think that's where you know again the conversation i have now around that like i'm fully aware now that like 
you cannot lift the loads that you were lifting without breath holding. There is no way in God's green earth that you can get that off the ground. It has to happen. And Mm -hmm. same thing, you know, with a belt and all of that, like it just has to happen. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and I think one of the things that I run across now, and I don't relate to as much because I started lifting after babies are women like yourself that were lifting before. Mm -hmm. And this, maybe they didn't have issues before, Mm-hmm. But they get freaked out because they're like, was everything that I was taught before, was that wrong? And I'm like, right. no, I want to start with what you were taught was not wrong. Mm-hmm. But what you were taught, we've got to change it now because the scenario is different. The yeah. scenario is different. So, yeah. And for me, I guess at the time I was probably mid-20s. Yeah. Um, and you know, we were like talking about having kids eventually. And I was like, if I am peeing my pants now. Now. <laughs> Like, I don't even want to think about what's going to happen to me after I have kids. Right. Well, and, and full so that disclosure. Was, that was a big part of it for me. Too. Yeah. Motivation to go get treatment. Right. But the, the <laughs> fact that you took that and then you remember, I remember you, you telling me at the time that you knew this person that I think it was from YouTube at the time. And again, this is, you know, this is a while ago. So Instagram really wasn't a thing. YouTube was still like, oh, it's coming yeah, back again. Yeah. Like that sort of thing. And you're like, oh, I have this person and and we're going to talk about this. And mm-hmm. you had the video with Meg Squads. Yeah. And I remember watching it and being so incredibly proud of how you were, you just, you took that information and you put it in the context that made sense mm-hmm. to your people. And I was like girl is paying it forward. Like I, I was just, and I still, I still use that video when I teach um, my PT students. Cause I'm like, look what she did. This is the impact you can have on people. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, this is what you can do with your career. <laughs> so, Aww, thank you. Yeah. So, so Meg, I still get, yeah. at the time we were training um, at the same gym together and we were oh, no kidding. You know, a friend of mine. Yeah. And you know, before she like really, you know, has done so much with her business and with her, right. you know, social presence and all of that, which is amazing. Um, and, and so as she was starting to put out more YouTube videos and all of that, um, you know, she, you know, I'd been talking to her in the gym about what I'd been doing with you. And the, she, she'd seen me pee at nationals. We were at nationals together and then yeah. she'd seen me improve in the gym and we were talking about, it. she's like, I think that'd be a really cool video to do. We should talk about it. So, you know, cause she was looking for content and things to get out to people. Right. Yeah. And so, and it's, it's something that she's seen other women, you know, struggle yep. with and all of that. So, um, so I thought that was a really cool opportunity to do that. And it's actually, you know, I, for years after that video, I would just get random Instagram DMs, you know, I'd say 75% helpful, you know, either women lifters or, you know, male coaches who are training women lifters right. being like, this video helped me. Can I like talk to you about this? Great. 25% creepy dudes. Trolls, um, yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That unfortunately <laughs> comes with the territory. So. Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, yes, great. Yeah. You saw me talk about peeing. And like the video I think has the video from nationals of me. Yeah. Yep. Peeing on the platform. So that... well, I think it actually has her too. Yeah. Like I yeah, think she's yeah, doing it too. She's with it too. It's something yeah. that's like so, yeah. so big for people. Like, but and, free... and uh, you know, sorry to cut you off, but like, no, you're I, fine. At any big national meet like that, in the yeah. women's session, at the end, there is just oh. a giant stain on the carpet platform. Yeah. Because it happens to so many people. 
So like within the community, people are, no one's like horrified by it. Right. But nobody likes doing it. Right. right. It's just part of the culture, though. It's definitely right. well. And I, I think and you're more in tune to this now than I am. But I feel like there was really not a lot of awareness or even anything you could do about it for postpartum moms where it was socially a little bit more understood. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I, I still think that women who haven't had kids, like there's no space for them. Like there hasn't yeah. been like a... Like, oh, we, we can only talk about this when we right. have kids or when you're pregnant. And so it was such a kind of unique thing to have you in your mid-20s be totally fine having this conversation and wanting to educate that. It was just so it, it, it unheard of, to be quite honest. And even now, mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit better. But I don't know. You, you tell me, do you feel like, you know, that the the lifting world that's not pregnant do you feel like that's part of the conversation or a little bit more elevated i think it's definitely increased okay. and i think i think that video helped a lot <laughs> you know not for nothing uh, i'm not gonna do you did a great no but you did a great job kept talking yeah. about it yes. on her platform as well because i yeah. will i will say probably one thing meg and i have in common why we were friends is you know we're we're both you know not wilting flowers <laughs> No, so. <laughs> no, you're not. But that's, 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 the, so, yeah, that's what yeah. made it work because you guys made it fun and approachable and that exactly. sort of thing. So, so I, I'm not embarrassed to talk about those things. So it's like, that makes well, it so somebody's got to do it. Yeah. So I have no shame, <laughs> so I'll do it. <laughs> so, all right. So we're turning the corner here. We're going to yeah. have a baby. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how did kind of that experience, you know, how did that shape how you were looking at pregnancy and kind of you're you're how many weeks now I am 21 weeks today okay so so we're halfway okay yes so so how did that experience kind of shape how you were looking forward at pregnancy and then kind of what you've experienced so far yeah um so I think that you know that experience it just made me so much more aware of these issues right so you're talking about how it was so much more common to talk about it in pregnant and postpartum women Um, you know, that meant that when I went to look for information about it, there was a lot more information about pregnant postpartum people than there was about me at the time. Right. So I was like, oh, I'm going to read whatever I can find. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, so, um, so I think I was just a lot more aware of it. And again, I said, going into, you know, working with you, I was part of my motivation for that was that I intended to get pregnant eventually. And I want to deal with this now. Um, so I was thinking about it from that perspective as well. Um, so, so I knew that you couldn't just kegel everything away. You know, I knew a little bit about different modifications that, you know, I might have to expect. And like, as time went on, I had more friends who lived, who got pregnant and watched them go through that as well. So Meg just was pregnant last year. Um, you know, other friends that I've known at different gyms across time, like, you know, a lot of us are getting to the age where we're starting to have kids and, um, and yeah, so just watching a lot of other people's experience and what they went through and just being in tune to that, um, I think really helped to prepare me to know that I wanted to make it a priority. Right. So it's unfortunately not something that's, you know, considered standard of care for pregnant people in the U S and, you know, all of that. I'm very fortunate to be able to, you know, 
prioritize that financially and say, yeah, I'm going to go find a pelvic floor physical therapist and work with someone and make sure that I'm thinking about these things and bringing in a professional because, because I knew it would be important to me. And I always intended that once I got pregnant, I'm going to prioritize that. that you would do this. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it was a little bit of a challenge because we kind of DM'd a little bit trying to mm -hmm. find resources. Mm -hmm. um, first of all, that we're working with uh, pregnant women, but we're, we're lifter friendly. Yes. Yeah. So and tell I, me a little bit about that experience. Yeah. So I actually really, um, so for, for context, you know, when I was working with Carrie, I lived near her, I've moved since then. So, um, I'm now in the Western New York area. Um, and you know, so Carrie was very kind in helping me look for, um, physical therapists in this area, since we unfortunately couldn't work together <laughs> in person. Um, so I, um, I, I was very lucky and ultimately found someone that I've, I've been to a few sessions with so far, and she's been really great. Um, okay. She's also a lifter herself. Um, so I've been working with, uh, her name's Dr. Christine Abrams here in Buffalo, New York. Um, and she, she's really helped me, you know, um, I have a lot of questions as someone yeah. who reads a lot about this and cares a lot about training yeah. and all of that. So um she's been really helpful and she understands um when i ask about lifting like a you know high bar squat versus a low bar squat versus a safety bar squat versus i'm yep. you know feeling pain in this kind of a movement but not that one right and so she she lifts herself so she understands that too and it's been really helpful um to have that's that. awesome yeah no and, and i think for for especially somebody like you that this is like you you know your stuff mm -hmm. like just even a cursory wouldn't quite be enough, you know? Because right. um, I'm and, constantly noticing things. Like as I'm training, I'm like, well, is no, this but a that's concern? good though. Well, like, is this a concern? Right. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, it's better than ignoring. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I might go a little over the top sometimes, but I try that's to... all good. It's all good. But no, I think, I think it's so incredibly important to find, um, and, and I think the resources are growing. I mean, if, if you'd look for that, you know, five years ago, you wouldn't have found it, mm -hmm. you know, to find resources that know your sport and can speak mm -hmm. that language and speak to being pregnant. And I, I think in, you know, even in pro sports and Olympic level and that sort of thing, there's so many more moms mm -hmm. that are showing up and competing and competing well. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just mu much more visible now, but I'm glad that there's more resources that are specializing because I mean, how, do, how does it feel when you walk in and you've got to literally explain everything to somebody like <laughs> you just want to hand them like a big sheet of paper and be like learn this <laughs> right you're like okay well so powerlifting is and <laughs> exactly um, exactly but 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 again I think I was pretty used to it. You know, <laughs> right you're like I got that a lot of medical professionals <laughs> like oh like you know um my my OB isn't a lifter but right. she was very you know the first appointment was like so what kind of exercise do you do and I'm like let me tell you, I and lift let me heavy be very things. clear about how heavy it is. I mean, I'm not actively competing now in the last two years, but just I'm still lifting, right? Yeah. Pretty heavy. And, um, you know, so I was like using some examples, like I have, uh, you know, someone I know that was pregnant and, you know, competed at like seven months and was oh going heavy. So I was throwing out her numbers just to see how my OB would react. Oh my goodness. And she was like, oh, wow, that's so impressive. 
it's so good to stay strong. And I was like, okay, ah, I can work okay, with you. Okay. If she, if she hasn't rolled her eyes yet, we're good to go. Right. <laughs> right exactly. Oh my so gosh. I was just like, let me, like, I, it's like concrete examples. Right. Because yeah. if you say I'm a woman who lifts, right. People are like, oh, that's nice for you. <laughs> I, I found even working with postpartum women that women will say that, but like they do like five pound hand weights or things mm -hmm. like that. And so I really have to be clear. Yes. And the nice thing now is, you know, I had a, a mom in the other day and she's regularly, you know, throws around, you know, 250 for, mm -hmm. you know, for amateur deadlift. I think that's fantastic for yeah, a woman. No, that's huge. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and she's like, yeah, so I'm doing this. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. You look like you could do that. I'm like, yeah, you mm -hmm. could totally do that. And then the yeah. other thing is having women that I'm like, I know, I know you're lifting these five pound things and I know you think they're heavy, but I know you have. You're so much stronger than that. If you're picking exactly. up a kid, you're stronger exactly. than that. <laughs> exactly. So as far as like you're 20 weeks in now, like mm -hmm. what, what's kind of matched up to kind of be realistic for you and anything that hasn't been to this point? Yeah. So I think what surprised me the most was how quickly I experienced changes, right? Mm. Um, so, you know, in the first trimester, of course, you know, I knew to expect that, you know, I'd probably feel sick. I, I think on, you know, any level outside of training, even I had no idea how miserable that would be. It's not, it can be not fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't, you know, frankly, objectively, I didn't even have it that bad, but just the way it's like so all consuming, it never ends. Yes. I mean, it ends, but it feels like it never ends. Right. That's, that's just, correct. I'm yes. Even if I'm not throwing up, I'm constantly nauseous. Nauseous. Right? So yeah. the effect of that on my training and just the overall exhaustion was a huge part. I had to cut way back. Um, and now yeah. at, at 21 weeks, I, I can do so much more. I can lift so much more. I can train longer. I can do more sets, like all yep. of that. Right. But, but even before my body physically changed at all, cause I don't think I really started showing at all until like maybe within the last month or two yeah. month and a half. Um, and, but even before my body physically visibly changed at all, it was just, I felt different. I had a lot of lower back pain. I yeah. had a trouble stabilizing my back. I had joint pain, all of that. And like being someone who has been squatting regularly over and over for uh, a decade at right. heavy weights, suddenly it's like the bounce out of the hole disappeared, right? Like the tension. Oh. Like I'm very, I know exactly what it should feel like in the bottom and of the squat. And it wasn't there. And it wasn't there. Was that scary? Ah. Like, uh, it was, you know, you could feel it on warm ups. So it's not like, okay, it's like, like, oh, you <laughs> I got you. But, I got you. But yeah, yeah. And it's like, I didn't, the strength was there. Right. It just was like, oh, that was a, that was a bad rep. You know? Oh, that's so funny. Oh my God. So yeah. I've never had a bounce out of a squat. I, I, I have some depth issues. So I'm like, I was like a dream of that, but yeah, no, right. I know that feeling. Yeah. It's just like the bounce was just gone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, oh my gosh. And just my joints and my lower back. Um, yeah. And I, I work with a coach and she was like, you know, very responsive and change things and understanding. And, you know, I yeah. told her as soon as I knew I was pregnant and all of that. So like, yep. it's great. Um, but, but yeah. Um, so that was probably the the biggest surprise to me. And it was a frustration because yeah. I was like, I know I'm going to have to modify things. I'm not right. thinking I'm going to be, you know, squatting 250 all through pregnancy. Right. Like I right. get it. 
But I was like, but really, I'm like eight weeks. Like, come on. Like, right. And it feels like it's never going to get better. But now I right. am stronger than I was then. Yeah. And but it, it, it definitely puts a question mark there. It's it's <laughs> funny that um, with subsequent pregnancies, too, I, I because everything um, I think has kind of been through that first shift. I always mm-hmm. tell women, I'm like, I swear to God, sometimes like the second you conceive, all of a sudden, whatever symptoms you had before, all of a sudden it might come back out of nowhere. And you're thinking, mm-hmm. what the heck is going on? And then mm-hmm. you find out a couple of weeks later, you're pregnant. Like, it's just, it's amazing how different it can be. Um, but you do like it literally like the second, all of a sudden, like the hormones start going, everybody changes. starts doing their thing. And you're yeah, like, what? It was a back pain that I've had before. Right. It was, yeah. It's like stuff that unusual, comes back. Exactly. Yeah. I was yep. like, Yep. Is this the pregnancy or is this yeah. just my back? Right. And you're like, yep. but, but no, it was, um, yep. That happened yeah. to me. I was, um, I, w- it was interesting when I got pregnant with my oldest, um, I was being treated, uh, for SI issues and back issues. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I had hip surgery 15 years ago Okay. and, um, my colleague was treating me and I was doing really great. And then one day I was like, mm, I'm just not doing great. And I think it was mm-hmm. like a weekend or two after he taught ultrasound imaging course, uh, ultrasound mm-hmm. imaging course. And so I was the model and he's like, oh, your uterus is looking a little big. And then like the week later I found out I was pregnant. So there was like all these <laughs> I signs. I why my uterus looks a little big. So it's like your <laughs> back is jacked. Your uterus mm-hmm. is big. Like, come on, Carrie, why don't we put this together? <laughs> yeah. No, I swear I took like a day or two off work before I found out I was pregnant because I kept being like, I just feel like I'm about to get sick. And if I just rest, then I'll feel be better. Okay, right? But and I didn't feel didn't better. No. Yeah. But no. then I found out why. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to stop using sick leave because it's not going to make me Right. Better. You're like, and so this is normal now. <laughs> this so is what's, my life. <laughs> so so kind of to that note, like what's kind of been the most challenging thing kind of going through this knowing kind of your athletic capacity, knowing that you've wanted to do this and, and what's coming, um, like, what are you having a hard time finding answers to? Um, I would say, you know, I kind of mentioned earlier that I'm like, I always have a lot of questions Mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh, is this a concern? Is this a concern? I think, you know, for me, that's really manifested a lot in, am I coning? Am I coning? <laughs> oh, oh, I looked down and that changed my positioning and that made me. Cone, and that caused you cone. looking down. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. so, so I've, I've been doing that. And I think, I think that kind of ties to on the whole, like, you know, the uncertainty around how delivery and postpartum will go. No one can tell me that, right? No one can right. tell me if I'm right. gonna, you know, deliver vaginally or have a C-section or if I'm going to tear or if I'm yeah. going to no one can know. Right. And so it's, you know, is this going to cause diastasis recti? No one can tell me that. Right. Well, considering hundred percent of women have it in pregnancy. Yes. Yes, it will. Yes. Will you have well, residual? Yeah. Don't know. That's, yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, 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 there's no way this uh, no. baby's going to grow without the ads. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but, but yeah, so I think, I think it's, I don't know that it's so much, a lack of available information as just the overall uncertainty. Just not right? knowing. Yeah. Just not knowing is hard. Yeah. Right. Um, because I'm I'm very used to, especially like as a power lifter, it's like, let me plan out my training cycle and yes. let me have my my progression. And obviously like injury happens, 
in right. you know regular training outside of pregnancy like you can't predict the future but you're used to being able to like that's what i'm going to do right, right. <laughs> and so you know kind of off on a tangent but i do think some of that having experienced other injuries in the past and training around other injuries is helpful that's in dealing you. with that so i kind yeah. of frame that the same way mentally like i've yep. always trained around and through injuries like just do what you can that doesn't hurt it Yep. Um, and so I think that mindset has helped, except it's yeah. like, it's not like you're getting better. You're just constantly changing when you're pregnant. Yes. So it's like another unpredictable situation every two weeks. I, it's, it's funny <laughs> when, when, when it, it, that's so true though, but I, I always tell people it's a half joke, half not is that that's, what's going to prepare you for being a parent mm-hmm. and being a mom, because I, uh, like my, my kids are older now. And again, I go pick them up from school and it's like picking up a grenade. You don't know what you're picking up. Like, did they have a good day? Did they have a bad day? Is somebody going to cry? I don't, do I have to learn decimal multiplication tonight? Like you just, and that's when they're older, when they're younger, it's like, you just, there's so many things you just don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, you having lived in the DC area, I think this would be familiar to you. Like, I, I feel like the moms that, are so rigid. And I can say this because again, I laminated my birth plan. So not proud of it, but <laughs> I, I feel like I have a, a voice here is that the m- more you plan for every little piece, mm-hmm. it's going to come bite you in the ass. It really right. just, and this is one of those things that you have to roll with it for what you said is like a lot of these things you just don't know. Right. Um, and so what I tell moms now is because, you know, you don't want to project on anybody. I'm like, look, prepare for all the things. So that way, if something comes up, you're not blindsided. Mm-hmm. But I, there, it's so heartbreaking to me when I hear a mom that says, well, I, I got exactly which, what I didn't want, which was a C-section. And I mm-hmm. know that feeling, but I also know eight and 11 years later that you're going to be just fine. Right. Um, right. But it's so hard to put that in somebody's head and I'm like I wish you, I could just put you in here for a second and show you it's going to be okay yeah. um and yeah. just learn as much as you can so you're not scared and right. so you can make the decisions you need to make so yeah yeah I think for me on that like I I don't have like a strong attachment to like birth plan or like a you know idyllic picture don't, of don't laminate it will look like. <laughs> <laughs> don't, I don't do it have that I think you know for me as an athlete, I'm like, yeah, I'd really prefer to not have someone cut into my abs. <laughs> like, but they don't and cut. That, but I, but they, they don't cut. It, mm-hmm. it, I only learned this like a couple years ago. Is that, and, no, they, they See, cut. So I'm getting more information. No, <laughs> they, they just kind of pull the tissues apart. There's no cutting. Oh. There's, I mean, obviously they have to cut, cut through the, the uterus and that sort of yeah, thing too. But yeah. I'm like, but there's still funky, something funky that happens. Like again, having yeah. been through two, it, yeah. it's a little funky. It's I different, <laughs> right? But that's but the I, thing I, is I trying to like realize yeah. other athletes exactly. and you know, other lifters that have had a season and be like, okay, yeah, like just, just like when you get it's any not death. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's ways to recover. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And knowing that, that, you know, I might not know what all of them are right now and deal with that if I come to it. Exactly. There's Across ways the to bridge. recover. Exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. so now that you're all knowing at 21 weeks, <laughs> all knowing you're right. I'm like, every week you, it's like, you've got what, 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 uh, what vegetable or fruit are you at now? Oh, I forget um, what it is. Banana today. Banana. Large banana. Large, large banana. banana. I really love when the app specifies large or small. I'm like, you're just running out of fruit. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you just couldn't find a good one. No. So you just said like, 
I was like, one week it was like, you know, small potato or something. I'm like, is it going to be large potato next like, week? Like, wow, no creative. Yeah. Right. Are we talking potato <laughs> chips? Like, what are we talking? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> little, the little like exactly. um, little baby potatoes. Yeah. In first trimester. No, but um. So now yeah, that you're all like, knowing, what, yes. what what would you say, kind of, with what you have kind of learned up till this point? Um, kind of, what what advice do you have? Yeah, I guess it's the advice that I try to remind myself of because I am still have a long way to go. Yeah, um, which is to take it one day at a time and yeah. to be aware of your body, but not obsessive. Like I said, it's very easy for me to be hyper aware, right? Because as a lifter, I think we are always hyper aware of what our bodies are doing in space. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and they're doing a lot of weird things right now. So, and I think far more weirder things to come for me. Um, yes. I'm just going to so leave, I, leave that leave one that at there. yes. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> you know, I don't even know yet. Right. So, um, but yeah, yeah, so I think, I think that's a big part of it. Um, that's awesome. And, you know, so much, I think for lifters is often, you know, you have a good workout and you're feeling strong and you're like, oh, you know, I think I can go up next week. I think I can lift more next week. And I have to like stop those thoughts in my head and go, I don't know what next week will be like. I'm just glad I lifted this today. Yeah. yeah. So that <laughs> and, athlete mindset you got to watch sometimes. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, well, what if I will? It's, it's fine to think that, but don't like make that an expectation yeah. that then you're going to be disappointed when you yeah. don't feel as good next week. Right. Because it doesn't matter. You'll, awesome. you'll get in and you'll do what you can. And so I, I have to constantly remind myself of that and not, and then also not turn that into, well, I feel good today. So I should just put on 20 more pounds. Yeah. Keep, keep that. Like, so <laughs> yeah. you're going to play this back to yourself. At, so I'm glad we have this recorded. You're going to play this exactly. back to yourself yes. Yes. at like 12 weeks and, you know, all yes. that stuff. So Yes. Yes. When I'm having the same thought exactly. process postpartum yes. where I'm like, We're well, I feel good today. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm just gonna. You can just. I'll put it in your DM. I'll just play it. Yes. Your DM the audio. Thank you. Thank you. I need it. I need it because these oh. are the things that, like I said, it's like. Yeah. I'm not giving advice to anybody else. I'm giving advice to myself. Exactly. <laughs> I need to learn. <laughs> so, so I, I might hold you to this, and 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 maybe you know when when you get to a comfortable point postpartum, we'll we'll go for full circle. And when you come back, oh, and you yeah, can tell me, tell me how it all went. <laughs> I'll, I'll watch this before I get on. I'll be like, wow, I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> honestly so it um it, it that's something I do say to moms I was like look there, there's a conversation that we're going to be able to have a couple weeks postpartum that I, I could have with you now but you can't like it, and it sounds really rude but I'm like you won't understand you just don't um, get it right there, there's no way to get it like there's no way and you can hear the words <laughs> but you don't get it um, yep. we'll have that conversation <laughs> But yeah, I would love I would love to have you back when when you're ready on the other side of all this, and awesome. we get to meet him or her and and um, yes. see that the, the, the cute baby cheeks and all Perfect that good stuff. Exactly. Oh, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much again. It's it's been super cool to be able to watch, um, kind of how much of an impact you've had. I think on. Um, other women who lift. And then I'm so excited to kind of see this next part of the journey and kind of where you go from there. So thank you so much for sharing it and being so open. And um, I can't wait to to see what happens on the other side. Awesome. <laughs> thank you so much. Right. It was great to chat with you. You too. <laughs>
Did you enjoy the podcast? If so, leave us a five-star review on iTunes and tell a friend to do the same. Register now for the free on-demand postpartum mama masterclass, how to overcome the three most common return to run mistakes. You can skip to the good part and get back to running while missing these mistakes. Find this and more free resources under the patient section on carriepagliano.com. This podcast represents the opinions of Dr. Carrie Pagliano and her guests to the show. The content should not be taken as medical advice and is for entertainment purposes only. Always consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions.